Welcome to Energy Radio. This is episode 75. And on this episode, we have a very special guest. We're going to talk about a very special working relationship that we're just getting going. But before that, I'll welcome my co-host, Lisa Katz. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you very much, Matt. How are you? Great. You? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be back on the podcast. Yes, agreed. Let's jump right in. We have... um, Robbie Laney from Magnolia River. Robbie is the chief development officer. Did I get that right, Robbie? <laughs> Close. Chief commercial officer. Chief commercial officer. That was one letter off in the alphabet. Welcome to Energy Radio. Thank you. I'm excited to be on. Thank you very much. Have you done a podcast before, Robbie? I actually have done a podcast before, but on a very different topic. So. Okay. Oh. Something, something that you're willing to share or... Uh, it was uh, it was a faith based uh, thing, kind of coupled with business, and so uh, yeah, cool. it's a very different topic there. Awesome, cool. I love it. Okay, well, you're a podcast veteran. This is great. Uh, looking forward to it. Why don't we start, Robbie, with you kind of giving your background, uh, and then we'll ask you to kind of give the background of the firm, but maybe start with your origin story. Yeah, so uh, I'm an engineer by education. Um, but I spent about six weeks uh, postgraduate in engineering before I was like, oh, I really like business a lot more than engineering. Uh, I, I continued to do engineering for another five years and uh, in the foundry industry specifically. And then I went to uh, Berkshire Hathaway to learn a little bit more about business and spent some time there. And then uh, I came to Magnolia River in 2016. Uh, this go around, actually, I was an intern back in 2003 with Magnolia River when we had five employees. So uh, now we have a little bit more than five employees. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. How many employees are you up to right now, Robbie? So right now we're about 700 and uh, we've got got an acquisition um, in the works that'll, uh, in a couple of weeks, that'll add in another 200, 250 people. Wow. Good for you. Crazy, I know. that's, That's amazing. That's amazing. So tell us about the firm. I mean, what's what's the what's the firm's kind of background? You mentioned five employees and then you went away and it grew. Obviously, we're not reading anything into that, of course. Um, <laughs> but no, tell us about the firm, its kind of background, its specialty, its place in the market, its clients. Give us the story on Magnolia River. Yeah. So uh, actually, I showed up to the living room to work. Uh, at our, our founder's living room, and we, we moved into an office shortly thereafter, but it only had like two offices, a uh, single bathroom, you know, that type of thing. And um, it, it got started because our, our founder had worked for Spire Energy um, previously uh, there in Alabama. And you can probably tell by the, the accent that I'm an Alabama boy. <laughs> and uh, I remember at one point turning to him as like 98% of our revenue is with this one client. That's a concern, right? And he was like, it's a concern. We'll work on that later. Uh, and thankfully we have and uh, firms continue to grow. And it's, you know, it's word of mouth. Like it's how everyone is, you know, you, you want to do marketing and get the, the word out there. But the truth is the, the best um, resource there is just people telling other people you do a great job. So uh, now we work in 30 something states. Um, in the United States specifically, and uh, we do uh, work in engineering, uh, have a dedicated engineering team in transmission and and more specifically distribution uh, systems there. We do modeling, we do uh, replacement work, all sorts of things there. And then inspections, our biggest business unit, we've got inspectors and 
virtually every state we operate in, uh, dozens of clients. It's a pretty unique model. They're full-time employees. They're not 1099s. We don't do the Rolodex model of inspectors. Uh, we have proprietary software that we enable them with uh, that really appeals to clients. And then we're able to take that information from the field and use it in our uh, GIS groups. So that's another uh, operating business unit that we have. Um, and, and they also do GIS consulting and implementation work and that type of thing. And then finally, last year, we added in the capability of doing um, service line inspection, kind of in apartment buildings and uh, with meters, uh, smart meters, that type of thing. And then we'd added in uh, the year before that leak survey. So really kind of expanded the last few years into a couple different uh, arenas. And, and when you started, when there were only five employees, uh, Robbie, like, was it, what was the business like then? Like, what were you kind of doing some of the same things or? Yeah, so. It was a little different. No, it was funny. So <laughs> uh, this all got started because our founder uh, would Spire. They were like, well, I mean, if you know some other people, you know, we'll contract. If you want to even name a company, that'd be fine. I mean, it was, it was literally like that. And it turned into now 700 people. Um, and so he had a couple buddies that were going to kind of do some inspection. Um, and so they did, and he brought them on board. And so we really kind of were an inspection firm to start with. But uh, Ronnie, our founder, he just, uh, he is a great engineer, even though he doesn't have an engineering degree. Uh, he just, you know, how people, you just, you know, uh, they know in their minds uh, how things should look, and it just makes sense very quickly to them. And so he was doing some drafting work, um, and then we had an outside engineer that, that eventually came on board and things like that. So, And all your work is in the natural gas industry. So we work, uh, I'd say, well over 90% of our revenue is in natural gas. You know, we're natural gas first people. Uh, we are expanding. We, we have uh, some work with significant water utilities in the U.S. now. Um, and then more recently into electrical. Um, but again, it's 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 us trying to learn a little bit more about other markets and apply skill set uh, over there. Natural gas is the focus. Are the, are those skills and those services that you provide to the natural gas industry? Is there an obvious transference to those other utilities or is it a pretty big leap? No, some of them, you know, it's a direct and some of them it's not. I mean, the uh, electrical market doesn't do inspection like federally mandated inspection like uh, natural gas does. And so that's that's not a transition. But, uh, you know, GIS transitions um, and again, through acquisition and other things, we've got uh, electrical uh, engineering capabilities coming on board, that type of thing. Cool. Sure. So, Robbie, we first got introduced. Well, not necessarily you and I, but. Uh, or or Matt and yourself, but we first got introduced company-wise uh, on the Tico People's Gas Project, which is you know publicly announced, and we can talk a little bit about it. What scope are you helping us with, or not helping us with, because you were not contracting with us directly, I suppose? But what what scope are you doing on the Tico project? Yeah, and so Tico uh, has been a longtime client of Magnolia River, and uh, they. They trust us with their uh, pipeline runs and engineering that work, doing inspection on that yeah. work. Uh, you know, we, we've been a really good, uh, they've been a strategic partner of ours for a very long time. And so you guys are handling uh, kind of pre-anaerobic digester and anaerobic digester stuff. And we're handling the kind of that output of the pipeline there uh, and tying it back into the facility with the lateral. Perfect. Yeah. And so just for our listeners, the Tico People's Gas Project, it's a AD to RNG project. It's about 650 uh, SDFM uh, using um, 
uh, dairy manure on a uh, the uh, Alliance Dairy facility in Florida. So, Robbie, are you is your scope um, design and installation of that downstream piping? No, so we we only handle uh, the design aspect of that. So we we do not do construction work at Magnolia River. But on that particular project, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're hiring the trades to do it, right? Like you're managing that piece, or is is Tico actually doing that? I can't. Correct yeah, me we do uh, construction coordination, uh, and okay. obviously there's some things with kind of contracts and how all that works. But yeah, we we uh, coordinate everything for them. So we're not just doing the engineering, but also the project management uh, as a whole. Right. There. All right. Cool. So here we're sitting today. It's July uh, 21st. And we now have a partnership between our two firms, which is very exciting. Uh, we've recently gone to market and publicized that, which is uh, fantastic. And looking to see kind of, you know, how we can work together as uh, as this RNG and biogas space continues to grow. Let's talk a little bit about the partnership. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit how, about how that's working? And maybe I'll direct the question to both Matt and Robbie for a change. I'll just act as the temporary host for a question. Yeah. Maybe the two of you can you know, give our listeners a bit of an understanding of how the partnership is working and what our individual roles are and um, you know, how we plan to you know, reach some success within the two companies. Yeah. Matt, you go first, buddy. Oh, you beat me to it. I was going to offer you first dibs. <laughs> I think at the highest level, what, what really got us to this point was I think this mutual understanding that there's there's things that each of our firms do well, and then there's other aspects of a project that that maybe our firms aren't as kind of set up to do, but that the project requires. And so I think kind of what and you know it was fortuitous, providential, whatever you want to call it, that we kind of came together on a project separately. Uh, but then, you know, as we started to chat, we realized, hey, CEM is 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 good at, you know, this part of the scope. Magnolia is, you know, great at this part of the scope. The project needs both. How can we kind of go to the market and kind of bundle the the two? At least from my vantage point, that was really where there was a great fit. Is there wasn't a lot. There's probably, as always the case, there's some element of of overlap between you know what you guys can do and vice versa. But my vantage point was I, I saw the whole project in very complementary um, services. But you know maybe maybe you want to add to that or maybe you saw it differently. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think I think you nailed it. I think um, knowing the pipeline industry and natural gas um, utilities. You know, everyone wants to do uh, green projects and and be green, but um, it, there's a demystification I think happens when when the experts, the CEM comes in, and you know you're partnering with, hey, uh, these utilities trust us to design their natural gas systems or inspect their natural gas systems, and we're hand in hand with them uh, a lot of times, and so. I think from my standpoint, the partnership is a one-stop shop to say, look, I, you may not know all the specific details about how an anaerobic digester works or, you know, the smice of a pipe, for example, but you can turn it over to this kind of partnership with CEM and Magnolia River to to handle this for you as a holistic solution there. Yeah, and I think the other piece that, you know, has has worked well for us is I think you, know, you, you often can get into different working relationships and the skill sets might line up well, but but then the the, the intangibles or the 
um, kind of soft skills don't always. And I, and I think from what I've observed on, on hopefully both sides of the relationship is, is a similar approach to, you know, serving the client and, and making sure that the project is, is very well done for the benefit of the client. Um, and obviously, you know, if the client benefits, I think everybody else benefits, but there's, there's clearly a common, you know, focus on, on serving, serving the client. And, and yet what's interesting is we both have, we have traditionally served kind of behind the meter um, and you have served typically what we would call from our vantage point in front of the meter. So maybe different types of clients, but the same kind of MO as it relates to, you know, being so focused on the client in our project delivery approach. Yeah. And I guess, well, go ahead. Sorry, Robbie. No, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, that's the service aspect is kind of what we were founded on. And, you know, one of the longtime slogans we've had is uh, making a difference one day at a time. And it's like, and uh, one relationship at a time, you know, it's it's really about relationships in the industry and, and trust that gets, uh, you know, transferred uh, over a long period of time and uh, doing the right thing. And I guess another reason for the relationship, Robbie, is you guys have been seeing some of the same trends, I think, that we have, you know, over the last couple of years, we've been seeing a significant growth in the biogas and RNG space. You guys have been seeing that as well, I think, on your end, especially with your direct connection to the utilities, right? Absolutely. I mean, it. it's actually I'm kind of the aggregator at the company of what's happening in the market and, you know, doing uh, strategic planning and market analysis. And it's like every day, you know, there's somebody else kind of announcing uh, that they want to do this, which, hey, there's a great opportunity for this this partnership if you want to do it. Not sure exactly how to do it, um, but other projects, other ways of approaching this thing and, and states specifically too are pressuring these utilities because they announce these net zero initiatives. A lot of them 2030, 2050. I don't know why 2040 seems to be skipped over a lot, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're announcing these net zero initiatives, and and there's this is really the way to comply with that. Our partnership, by the way, was announced uh, through the RNG Coalition's uh, weekly newsletter that came out on the 18th um, a couple of days ago. So I wasn't sure if you were aware of that, but uh, it was I wasn't. Really neat That's to see. awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming out everywhere, so it's good to see. Very cool. Yeah, and and it's it's a uh, I think. You know, there's there's a bunch of different ways that projects kind of progress. And I think my hope is that what we offer is we can kind of get engaged. We have the flexibility across our teams to get engaged with different types of clients and, and at different stages in the project, right? There's going to be projects like Tico where for all intents and purposes, it was it was basically ready to go and they needed partners to implement. But I think to your point, Robbie, there's there's probably a lot of not maybe not developers so much, but there's a lot of utilities that are saying, hey, something's happening here and I may or may not, you know, understand it. And it's early days. Can you, you know, help me? And I think that's, you know, whether it starts with a feasibility study or even before that, my hope is that, you know, our collective teams can can already engage that early and, and walk through the full life cycle of a project with a client. Absolutely. I think, again, the, the key part is a lot of these utilities, they're understaffed. They don't have enough people to do uh, all the work that they need to do. And then the thought of, I got to go to market, if you will, I got to hire somebody that knows about CNG and somebody that can figure out the land and somebody that can um, 
figure out, you know, RNG and, and all the different aspects of it, plus an engineer, plus a contractor, plus an inspection firm, plus a GIS to, it's like, that just doesn't, that's not something that uh, they have time for, frankly. And so I think, think we can offer a, a good solution for that. And maybe just for the benefits of our listeners, I'm going to kind of break the scope down a little bit further, because when we talk about our partnership and just some of the individual scopes that we've sort of covered, we're covering it off at a high level. But basically, the objective is that we will be a one-stop shop to, you know, the market. CEM will provide, if and when required, the interim digestion system, the RNG upgrader, uh, obviously anything in terms of in between, you know, anything in between that. And then you guys will, excuse me, basically handle anything from, we'll call it compression to metering to that final tie-in. And while we might have had compression after the upgrader in previous scopes, we've never had that final tie-in to the pipeline, which of course is a crucial piece to the project. So this is exactly, you know, where you guys come in. And this is the type of engineering and involvement that you've had for years, you know, with that on that metering side. And so that's why the fit is really perfect because prior to with be involving somebody else or in the case of Tico where we didn't have that partnership they were having to go to you separately so this allows us to have that you know to just approach the client with that one-stop solution yeah I think I think you're spot on and uh, I would say that is a tie-in directly to an existing natural gas line we offer uh, collectively together the ability if you need a new natural gas line between point A and point B and point A being the um, you know, dairy uh, farm, for example, you know, we've got the ability to do that as well. So it doesn't have to tie into the existing uh, gas line and mix that gas. You could have uh, that gas go straight to the uh, consumer there. Yeah, and that that piece is a really challenging piece in many project development for the project developer themselves. And I think that's where we as a team can can help. I was just at a dairy farm yesterday, um, about a well, it's 600 SCFM, very similar size project. And, you know, the big challenge with the project was the, you know, natural gas interconnect uh, with the utility who, you know, to protect the innocent shall remain nameless. And the big challenge was it was two or three months late, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and expensive and well, in the RNG world, two or three months, that's big bucks, right? That's a lot of, you know, money and, and revenue uh, not realized. And I think for us who often works with the developers, the beauty of this partnership, I think, is, you know, with your experience with the utilities and knowing their processes and their systems and what's important to them, that project risk of natural gas interconnect can be mitigated. Risks like that can't be eliminated, but I think, Ravi, your team will help projects mitigate that interconnect risk. Is that is that fair? Like, like you guys have a lot of experience in that, I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, again, a lot of a lot of people that come on board at Magnolia River are former utility employees that have direct experience of, hey, I, I've dealt with this on the other side of the fence. Um, and then others that are kind of a lifetime they've worked for various consultants over the years and they're taking that background on what works and what doesn't work and they're bringing it on board and so you know we just we want to be a good resource a good steward of resources as well uh, for our clients i want to ask this question to both uh, yourself robbie and to matt just to again benefit our listeners who might not be as aware of the rng space is he going to answer first this time uh we'll see we can we can <laughs> certainly get him to uh 
But, you know, why are we seeing this growth? I mean, look, we're, you know, there's there's existing AD facilities. They've got CHP units running. What's the growth all about? Like, why is it why is it all taking place now? Apart from, of course, the sustainability objectives within, you know, the utilities. Yeah, all right, you're going to make me answer this first, aren't you, Matt? <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I would say, you know, not to kind of steal your answer there, Lisa, but I think that uh, the utilities themselves have uh, done a better job in recent years of listening to what the consumers are actually saying and what they need um, uh, to be consumers. And so, you know, I can tell you, I look at a lot of investor presentations of these investor-owned utilities and, you know, it's page two. Page one is always the title slide. Here's our name. Page two is here's, you know, here's what we're doing from a climate standpoint. Um, and uh, here's how we're trying to be green. And so uh, I just think they have certainly changed how they're focused on this. And that's created a market uh, for that as well. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is we've seen in the last 15 years on the electricity side, we've seen a fair amount of greening of that infrastructure. And it's coming on the natural gas side, but I think what's different in natural gas is we have, in some ways, I think we have some more interesting options. And what I mean by that is there is already an inherent storage capacity in the natural gas infrastructure, which we don't have on the electrical side yet. Now, we can pull a lot of, you know, funky metals out of the ground in China and we can build a lot of electrical storage, but... We, it's a lot harder to have storage on the electrical side. And so I think as we deal not only in providing sustainability, you know, to these utilities, we also as a natural gas industry and a renewable natural gas industry can help kind of the other side of the energy economy, the electrical side, with some of their storage challenges. So I think we have, you know, it's not just sustainability for sustainability's sake. I think there is a um, you know, there's some inherent commercial and technical benefits that, that natural gas can 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 provide. The other one is, you know, we are some of the tech, you know, particularly a dairy RNG project has such a massive improvement from a carbon perspective because you're capturing that methane that otherwise would go to the environment. You, you can't do that on, a, on the electricity side. You can, you know, if you're measuring based on carbon intensity, you can only get to zero. You can't get, you know, to negative indigenous yeah. to go back to, you know, grade grade seven math. And so, you know, we have these kind of uniquenesses that I think traditionally have been hard to really bring forward. But as the energy economy has gotten, you know, more and more challenging, we need these creative solutions. And I think a lot of the utilities are now understanding, hey, we have these assets and these attributes that are valuable. Let's figure out how to monetize them and then, yeah, you know, we're also seeing the, you, know, you just, you saw two years ago, Larry, uh, what's the guy from BlackRock made the announcement, we're not going to invest in anything that's, um, you know, got got a bad story from a, 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 an environmental. And then here we are, what, two years later, and they just announced their acquisition of Vanguard Renewables, yeah. right? right? And so they're, they're doing that because they're putting their money where their mouth is, and they know that it's it's profitable for them. But there's... You know, and, and I think it's it's profitable for them. If you start to step that back, it's because they're finally taking a longer term view on, you know, what this climate risk is. You, you need only to watch the news and look at, you know, 
forest fires, look at the heat wave in the UK, look at flooding, you know, it's, it's terrible. And, and we're really, the science is not in question. And people are realizing that if we don't start to do this stuff and put a price on carbon, um, so it's, it's less and less and less a feel-good story and more a long-term commercial story as well. And I guess the reality is from an economic perspective, the dollar per kW versus the dollar per gigajoule you know, on a, from a business case perspective, the dollar per, per gigajoule is worth way more than the dollar per kilowatt at this point. And that's why there's a lot of people that are decommissioning their CHP facilities and instead injecting that gas into the grid, right? So uh, lots of opportunity out here for us to, you know, secure some great projects and, you know, to work on together. Yeah, so absolutely. this is all nice and fun, but I mean, as we, you know, what are some of the challenges that we think we're going to run into as we work you know as we as we go to the market is it you know are, are there some things that we're anticipating that you know it's not all you know uh, roses i mean what, what are some of the the challenges that we're already starting to kind of work through as a team together this maybe wasn't on the list of questions <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not on the list of questions um you know i, I just think you know with anybody you got to figure out how to dance and the clients um you know, got to know who's actually leading uh, that por portion of the project and, you know, scopes being clear and that type of thing. You know, I am confident we'll be able to uh, work through any issues with that because we've got great people and you've got great people as well. And at the end of the day, it's a, it's a people business. That's what we're doing. So totally. Yeah. 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 What do you think? Great answer, Robbie. Great yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have we started to like, so we've, we've announced it. I mean, are we starting to kind of get into some discussions with clients? Is it being well received? Is it a bit early for that feedback? Well, from what I've understood, uh, well, at least in terms of some of the posts that I personally put out, CM has put out, we've gotten some pretty positive response, some people questioning. I've had some upgrading companies actually already say, hey, how can we get involved in this and what's this all about? Okay. So, cool. you know, people that I have existing relationships with, so that's very positive. Um, and then we're doing a kind of more of a marketing campaign over LinkedIn with some ads and things like that and approaching some of the utilities directly um, through both Magnolia and CEM's uh, relationships. So, yeah, I mean, we're doing uh, we're doing a lot to get the message out, I would say right now, Robbie. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but um, yeah, we're doing We're getting the message out and uh, we're going to meet, uh, you know, fairly regularly to kind of figure out how we can strategically improve things between the two organizations and uh, kind of see where it leads us. Have you guys had any positive feedback on your end so far? Yeah, definitely. Lots of, lots of kind of comments back. And then next week we've actually got scheduled with uh, some of our, our field personnel to kind of educate them on here's what we're actually doing with CEM um, so that when they are talking to clients that, uh, you know, they can they can speak to that and the specifics of how we can work together on that. Cool. Good. Yeah, no, it's 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 exciting. I think there's you know, the other thing that I'm excited about, too, is, um, you know, in, in today's in, in any kind of project delivery, but particularly now, there's always a question about capacity. Right. And we're all constrained and we're all and the beauty now of, of bringing two organizations to the table is, you know, we can, you know, one organization is, is 700 people. Another one is kind of 70. Uh, with a different niche focus, but we can accommodate kind of some of that, you know, <laughs> shifts in terms of workload and capacity. And there is some of that overlap that we talked about before. So there is an ability to kind of meet the needs of a project by, you know, kind of leaning on each other and, and you know, flexing some capacity 
uh, one way or the other. We'll have to navigate that, of course, but I think that's another kind of uh, strength of having two folks, two organizations focused on the market as opposed to just one. Yeah, and I would say too, uh, yeah, I've worked for companies that had 165,000 employees and then obviously you know my experience with the, the five-person employee, but I think uh, we do a great job of having 700 people, but it's like everybody's pretty in tune with kind of what's going on and we've got people geographically dispersed who have, they have been given the ability to make decisions directly with the clients. You know, not, not everything's got to flow through a very long chain of command. We we don't um, hire people and then not trust them to kind of do their job and make great decisions from that standpoint. And so uh, I do think we can be pretty nimble uh, and almost act as a 70 person company, even though we're, we're 700 there. Yeah, that's so important, right? That downloading both responsibility and accountability and empowerment to really the, the people that are, you know, best positioned to do it anyway, right? The, the client wants to, deal already in the early development cycle with the folks that are going to deliver the projects and and to for them to deliver well they have to have you know the right level of you know autonomy to really be able to you know deliver for the client right and we've we've learned that too in the last little while of we we tried to take a lot of that away from our frontline people with good intentions but it just didn't work you can't serve your client without having the frontline people have, you know, enough autonomy and they're all professionals. They're not going to go crazy. They all want to do a good job and they need the autonomy to do that. Yeah, I think that's actually one of the things I'm really excited about with CEM is I think the cultures align and we are big culture people at Magnolia River. It's one of the kind of founding things um, for us, uh, you know, empowering our people, accountability culture. Uh, I think I remember that quote about uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast, but it, it's it's the truth as far as if you bring in the right people with the right mindset that are get it done type of people and uh, we're not going to accept any excuses. We're going to uh, I, I say it's like sometimes, hey, we knock off at lunchtime, um, but we also are willing to work till midnight when it requires you work till midnight. You know, there's you have to make sure that you're those type of people that are going to deliver for the client because you promised them that you would. And I think that is similar to uh, what we've seen so far from CEM. I was just thinking about this. This is the first partnership in my career, at least, that I've worked on where we haven't actually met in person which is really... I've met, I've met Robbie. Oh, you yeah, know? Yeah, in okay. fact, I made okay. some bourbon okay. recommendations. Um, What's yeah. that, sorry? I said What's I made that? some bourbon recommendations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right. I, 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 yeah, we're, and we're going to get that glass of bourbon together when we uh, we have a chance to do our first job together. I was going to say, we need to... Uh, well, I certainly need to meet you in person anyways, Robbie, so we'll have to arrange for that at some point, whether you're here or I'm there or whatever. We'll have to... Yeah, let, to let, let's play Robbie here in January. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll like that. <laughs> he'll love that. Uh, pass, but I will invite you to Alabama in January. How about that? Yes. So. Well, we can always teach how to ski or snowboard, Robbie. That might be fun. Uh, I would love that. I've actually never been skiing, so um, I, I think I would love that. I would say I can almost guarantee uh, that if you visit Alabama in January, there will not be any snow. Um, I think <laughs> uh, we typically go three to four years without snow here. So Wow. Uh, that's beautiful. I, I have some family members in my immediate family that love the winter my wife and my son, but I loathe the winter. I, I just, I love it hot. Oh, I love it hot. Oh, no. The hotter I, the better. If I could, oh, sorry, the hotter the better. The, the better. The summer you love, you're saying I loathe that. the, the, oh, the okay. winter. Okay, yes, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I was going to ask, uh, maybe you can't talk about the acquisition, Robbie, at this point, because I know it's not public, but can you at a high level talk about some of the other skills or services or, you know, things like that that you guys are looking to add to Magnolia to make you guys more rounded, well-rounded or better uh, than what you already are? Yeah, um, I, I can talk in generalities, I would say, that, that will, you know, provide some value there. So, I think we are a very well-known industry uh, from an industry standpoint for field services and very robust working uh, group in field services. And so we're wanting to kind of bolster the professional services side of the business uh, with other services, not just engineering that we offer kind of on that side of GIS, other things that would uh, dovetail in perfectly and honestly kind of apply across various markets that we may go into in the future. And the acquisition that we're uh, closing on, you know, in a couple of weeks, it, it does that for sure. We're really excited about that. And I think, you know, I can't really announce anything, but um, with with Matt here, um, this actually could dovetail in perfectly from a uh, RNG space and what our clients need for a holistic solution there. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited and, and thankful, you know, for our uh, equity partners for uh, giving us that opportunity. Awesome. Well, we're, we're looking forward to the announcement. Uh, when it comes around. Cool. Absolutely, thank you. Well, this is this has been been great. I think we is there any, is there anything else kind of Magnolia River related that you wanted to kind of highlight, whether it's related to this partnership or or elsewhere, Robbie, that uh, we haven't had a chance to touch on in our time together? No, I think you know just I would say I'm just so proud of the people um, that we've got, and I think obviously you and I have talked, and uh, we talked about culture earlier. Um, you know, I think you feel the same way. It's just like, uh, I really, I, I come to work and I'm just very thankful for the team that we've got. And um, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, the beauty of, of, of a good culture, and in this case, two good cultures, is you're going to run into stuff, right? And, and whether that's, you know, with our clients or, you know, working together as organizations, stuff's going to happen, right? And like any relationship, um, you know, you got to talk about it. You got to bring it up. You got to lean in. You got to roll up your sleeves and say, hey, we got to work through this. Uh, and so when you go in to something like this where you're, you share kind of, you know, maybe not perfectly share the same culture, but you share the emphasis on the importance of culture. You know, for me, it gives me confidence that, you know, if something's going sideways, you know, I'm going to fly down to Alabama if it's the winter or Robbie's going to fly up here <laughs> if it's the summer and we're going to work through it. And we're going to figure yeah. it out. We're going to do what's right for the client, what's right for the project and what's right for our respective teams. So, you know, I, I think we can't go in blind thinking everything's, you know, going to work out, you know, perfectly. Um, pardon my friend, shit's going to happen. We're, we're doing RNG for goodness sake. So, uh, <laughs> you know, the ability to know we can work through it and deliver what the client needs is is to me you know, more important than, than anything else, right? And that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, now you're going to have to put that explicit um, logo there on the, the podcast. So congratulations on that. They're going to be like yes. a R&D <laughs> podcast right. that's explicit. Uh, that's it, that's it's right. very interesting. Uh, well, the, the, we beep it out when we produce it, but then if people want the pay-per-view, uh, you know, version, <laughs> they get, that's right. That's a it. new revenue stream. I like that. Very yeah, that's interesting. Right, that's right. It's small. It's small now, but you know, it'll grow. Um, so, well, guys, thanks. This was this was really really great. I mean, Lisa, you, you've been really the architect on our side around this partnership. Anything else you want to touch on in terms of kind of where we're going, what's next, you know, how best for you know 
people who are interested to learn more how best to connect it yeah well certainly i mean you know in terms of getting a hold of us you can get a hold of myself for you uh directly of course robbie as well um so my email address is lisa at cemeng.ca and matt's is matt at cemeng.ca robbie will share yours in just a moment but no in terms of my uh uh, I'm just really excited. I'm excited about how the partnership formed, the fact that uh, between you know our group and Magnolia's group, we, we saw an opportunity working together, even though it's not directly working together on this TECO project, and we said, hey, how can we make this better, and how can we you know, approach the market and provide clients with you know, that one-stop shop that I don't, truthfully, I don't really think exists today. Right, um, right. So I think we've got something unique. I'm excited to see how it forms over the next, you know, uh, weeks, months, years. And uh, yeah, let's get at it. Let's get some projects. And, yeah, and Rob, you want to provide your email address in terms of, uh, you know, anyone who wants to reach out to you directly to contact you? Yeah, it's Robbie, R-O-B-B-I-E. I'm an I-E guy, not, not a Y. Um, the proper way to spell Robbie is with an I-E. Uh, but R-O-B-B-I-E. <laughs> Uh, dot Laney, L-A-N-E-Y, at magnolia-river.com. And, and I would say as far as reaching out to us, certainly you can reach out to me directly. Sean Zentel, who's been working with you, uh, Lisa, I mean, I yeah. just I can't say enough about him. Uh, he leads our marketing team, and, and he's really been instrumental in putting this together and all the marketing literature, and I just really proud of him. Um, and then everybody knows Elvis, uh, which is uh, David Love uh, in the industry. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows David Love. And so David Love's really passionate about this RNG space. Uh, you certainly can reach out to him or, or any one of our uh, folks out in the field there. Cool. Makes me think of, I know most people come to the podcast for energy related things, but every once in a while you get something that you weren't expecting. You mentioned Elvis. Uh, my wife and I finally had a, a date night on the weekend, and we went out to see the new Elvis movie. And oh, yeah? It was quite good. I hear uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah very I, good. I, I, you know, Elvis is obviously before my time, um, but there was a whole part of the story that I had no idea about. Uh, mm. They did a really good job. So um, The whole they, management piece? Of yeah, yeah. His, yeah, his, his manager, uh, Colonel, whatever. Um, it was a Dutch guy, so that kind of took that part personally. But oh. uh, no, it was great. Great story, really well done. So. Um, excellent. Well, um, you know, I, I've, I'm really excited about this. I mean, the, the beauty is, you know, hopefully in the next several months, we got gas flowing uh, down in, in Tampa, and that'll be really our first project together, right? So we got a good opportunity to start strong out of the gate. Um, and uh, really, Robbie, want to thank you and your team for, you know, working with us and expressing interest in this and for you to join the podcast today you're clearly a veteran this was clearly not your first uh, podcast rodeo. you did you did well uh so thank you lisa thank you for putting this together for our, for our listeners thank you this has been another episode episode 75 of energy radio and until uh until we're together again uh, remember you're not in this energy journey alone uh, let's work together to uh, navigate this energy transition take care <laughs>